Hey guys, this is Kim, your hostess with the mostest, and Melvin, your wingman. Hola. Uh, <laughs> that always gets me off. <laughs> <laughs> you are tuned back into the Soul Sense podcast, and we're back for another episode. Oh. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. I disagree. This is in protest. (laughs) How you doing? I'm I'm doing good. I I just for anybody that's looking at the video, if you see me stretching my neck, oh, that feels good. I have a crick in my neck, and if you see me leaning down, y'all gonna see me take sips of water. I gotta stay hydrated. It's Texas heat. It's hot. Oh, I guess you. It's one hundred two. You wouldn't know because you've been inside an air conditioner <laughs> all day. <laughs> Me, on the other hand, I'm out here hitting the pavement. Uh, I see. I don't know that life. Well, anyways, how you doing? I'm doing all right. Busy today. I've been super busy at work, man. I feel like I'm doing like 30 jobs. Yeah. But I feel like I, enjoy I need it. to turn myself towards yeah, you. Come on, turn towards me, turn, baby. Turn, turn, turn. Okay. There you go. All right. Oh, I'm still gonna be stretching my neck. Oh. Yeah. So yeah, busy, but but good though. I mean, good busy. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. I've been hot because it's hot in Texas. It's like hot. Huh. Yeah. Basically. So, anyways, what are we talking about today, Melly Mel? So uh, yesterday I went to a funeral uh, for uh, a brother. His dad passed away, and. Um, He's a Nigerian brother, and it was at a uh, Baptist church, uh, and that was his dad's home church. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was now I'm just guessing from you know just context clues, but it didn't look like it was a Nigerian church by any means. Okay, it definitely wasn't. Okay, okay. Um, so it, it looked like it was probably like a Caucasian church. I'm guessing by the area it was in, and mm, okay. just. Yeah, just a probably a predominantly Caucasian church, but at the very least, a predominantly American church. Okay. And at the very, very least, not a predominantly Nigerian church. Okay. I can say that for sure. Okay. And um, Painted the picture. Painted the picture. Okay. Yeah. So during this, this uh, I guess the eulogy or one of those parts, um, they were talking about, uh, the brother's name was uh, Kenneth, and uh, they were saying that he... You know, one thing that really struck them about him or one thing they really remembered was his attention to detail and, you know, just his fervor for the gospel. And a thing that they used to illustrate it was that they had a they had a desire to get out and to really try to um, get into the community and attract um, or, or touch, make touch points with the diverse, um, the cult, the culturally diverse community that was out around them. Okay. And by culture, I mean like, like different countries. There's a lot of people from just different countries around. And okay. so they had Kenneth, um, put together this, um, uh, worship service that was, you know, that had splashes of just different cultures in it. So of course there was a lot of Nigerian culture, mm-hmm. a lot of, um, I, I can say that I know there was a lot of Nigerian culture. I'm guessing maybe Spanish. I don't know. But they made this intentional effort to really get out into the community and um, make this happen. And I was very convicted by it because, you know, like I said, I, I know that this was not a Nigerian church. I don't think there was 1%. I would dare to say that maybe Kenneth and, and a couple of his family members are the only Nigerian people in this church. Mm. Um, and, it was on their hearts to to make them feel included, right? Uh-huh. And the thing that I walked away thinking about was just the idea, like I said, I was convicted, you know, the idea of of uh, going out and making disciples of all nations. Okay. Um, and and that's what we can start out with is uh, okay. In Matthew twenty eight eighteen, it says, uh, "I should have told you to have this together." Oh. Oh, okay. No, that's all good. I got it. 
I was just going to sit back and listen while you read me the scripture. I should have, but I Wash haven't. me with the word. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, a lot of people are familiar with this. Yeah. Um, this is a great commission. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is, you know, right after the last words that Jesus is having with his disciples after the resurrection. Mm-hmm. And he says, all authority has been, uh, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I'm with you always uh, to the very end of the age. Okay. And so, you know, this is kind of like that, I guess the the parting words for Jesus, which would be very important, yeah. Um, I would imagine, and I think about previously, kind of what it is, what's been going on. So really, all the way up until then, they've been kind of having this ministry in 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 like this area amongst like the Jews, basically. Yeah. Um, and that's pretty much been the focus of the ministry. And previous to this, God's focus of uh, ministry to the earth has really been through like this singular single culture, mm-hmm. and it's all a bit. It's always been about um, come and assimilate into us. Both, it wasn't just religiously, culturally, and everything. You know what I mean? Like as a um, to you know become a Jew. Live like the Jews, have the same diet, have the same everything. This was an all-encompassing thing that then meant you could have a relationship with God. And mm-hmm. even within that culture, in order to relate to God, you, us as people really couldn't. It had to be, um, there was all these different stipulations and things that had to happen. Yeah. And, and so it was really kind of isolated to a group of priests mm-hmm. and um, amongst them, even a smaller group of priests. Mm-hmm. So basically this is like a new teaching, um, like go out into all the nations and make disciples, go teach them all these things that I taught you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm going to be with you mm-hmm. and you teach them to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. So um, that's the great commission. And that's the thing that, that I really thought about in line with what I heard last uh, Last night. Yeah, yeah, last night. Yeah. So um, it really made me think about, like, us as a, as a you know, us as a church, mm-hmm. um, us as a, a, a movement, like, as, as Christians, mm-hmm. then smaller, my church, mm-hmm. then smaller, my own ministry. Mm-hmm. And, like, how does this thing look for me? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? How does this... What does that look like to make disciples of all nations? Mm. Um, and then I start thinking about it, like practically, you know, we have different ministry things going out. We have, uh, what is it, mission teams. Yeah. Um, we we give money to build uh, churches and to do different things Hospital like that. Hospitals. So schools. we do a lot yeah. of those things. So as a, um, a, a global church, you know, mm-hmm. it, just for our collection of churches Mm -hmm. but then um i started to think smaller like what do i do Mm. and how does that look you know what does anybody do how does that Mm -hmm. look when we're living this out Mm -hmm. not just on the big level Mm -hmm. but even more like Mm -hmm. personally like your Mm -hmm. local church and your local ministry yeah Um, so i thought the good place to start with that was just really kind of skim through some scriptures and Mm -hmm. and get some definition on that i know that was a lot but that's what got me here, and that's what I kind of wanted to do today. Okay. A little background. Yeah, a little background. Well, maybe we should ask that question to ourselves. Like, what does that What does that mean to you? Yeah. So let's start with the scripture. You okay. had a scripture um, in Acts that you had. Oh, yeah. Okay. You want me to start with that one? Yeah. Okay. So um, I'm not going to, I'm not going to like read it. Verse by verse, I'm going to paraphrase it um, if I can pull it up. And um, it's a it's a popular scripture. And while me and Melvin were talking about this, you know, and I told you, like, even as we were talking, I just was thinking, like, I never thought about it this way. And this it starts in Acts chapter two, verses one, and it, it pretty much goes all the way down through through 13, um, that's before Peter comes back and preaches to the crowd, okay? Mm-hmm. But the 
per the the part that I want to focus on is one through thirteen, and I'll paraphrase it for you. So at this point, um, you know, Jesus has been crucified, and he um he's told them to go sit in in a in a room. Right, you know, so this is basically the Great Commission. Yes, he's gone up. They've gone and and now the Holy Spirit has come and now they're going out and this is their first time doing what Jesus has told them yeah. to do. So he's basically told them they're supposed to go to Jerusalem and they're supposed to wait for something for a gift. Now they don't know what that is, but they're expecting something. Right. So they're in this room and it talks about how there's like this sound and there's roaring mighty winds and stuff like that. And then flames come down on the room and it's not just heard in the room. It's also heard outside as well. And the apostles and the and other disciples that were there, they started speaking in what Many translations say tongues, but if you look up what tongues are, it's actually languages. And so much so, how we know it's not just gibber jabbish, gibber jabbish, I don't know. Uh, and there's, it was actual languages, is that the people outside in the streets were walking around, and the scripture actually says this that they all of them start talking in different different languages can you read that part just okay so i will okay i'm trying to okay and so everyone and everyone present was filled with the holy spirit that's the gift that came and came down upon them and began speaking in other languages as the holy spirit gave them this ability at that time, there were devout Jews from every nation living in Jerusalem. When they heard the loud noise, everyone came running. They were bewildered to hear their own languages being spoken by the believers. They were completely amazed. How can this be? They exclaimed. These people are all from Galilee, and yet we hear them speaking in our own native languages. Now, here's where they list off all the countries. Here we are, Parthians, Mendes, uh, Elamites, people from Mesopotamia, Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus, uh, the province of Asia. Uh, now, some of these, I don't know if I'm going to be able to say. Real a lot good. of countries. A lot of countries, y'all. So a lot of countries. <laughs> a lot of countries. And it keeps going on and on and on. And it actually says that they were very amazed and perplexed and confused because they they knew that these people were not of their countries. Clearly, you know, if somebody has your same dialect or not, but they're speaking very clearly in things. I mean, I'm, I'm assuming that they were speaking like lots of paragraphs and different things. Yeah. Like they, it doesn't say so, what they were speaking. And then it, in the result of that is 3000 people, right. Baptized that day. Well, eventually. Yeah. Yes. Baptized. But I think for me, what, you know, what the, what I have never been able, I didn't connect and where the dots were connected today was like when Melvin, when you read that scripture in Matthew about what the great commission says, go and make disciples of all nation. And then, you know, this scripture says that there were Jews, devout Jews in Jerusalem from all nations that all that spoke different languages. To me, I don't think that's a coincidence. And we know that there's nothing in the Bible that is a coincidence. Right. You know, and so at the end of the day, you know. I feel like that was confirmation. Not only did Christ tell them, go make disciples of all nations, the spirit came down to empower them with power to be yeah. able to do that. I mean, otherwise they could have been just sitting up there in Hebrew and, you know, you know, their native language yeah. saying whatever they were saying. Yeah. I, and I, I liked when you you read that scripture when we were talking earlier because I thought about like, again, it shows God's heart behind it, right? Mm -hmm. You know, this is the the first example of you you have the Great Commission, and then there's no better place to go and make disciples of all nations mm -hmm. than to hear. To and Pentecost. How how did he go about doing it by? giving them the power to relate to these people individually, yeah. right? To be able to speak their language, to be able to to do all that. Now, mm -hmm. 
for to how does that relate to me and how does that you know how do I look at that for my life today um you know I I don't know if I'm going to go and get Rosetta Stone and learn every language in the world hmm. but I would think that if I were going to if if my mission is to be like Jesus and to go out and make disciples of all nations and because one thing you could say is he just meant that day, right? He said, go make disciples of all nations, and there they go. They made disciples of all nations. Mm-hmm. But the scriptures say, and teach them to, to, to all the things that I've taught, taught you. Yeah. So basically, they should be going out and doing the same thing. And you, you'll see that throughout the scriptures, this global initiative. But if that is what I'm supposed to do as a disciple, mm-hmm. then I will definitely make every effort to learn about other cultures so that I can... can at the very least, um, understand how to how to relate to them more. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. How to relate to somebody different than me, and how does that look in my everyday life? Is like how I had to ask myself, like, how often am I going outside of my comfort zone to relate to other people? What am I? What measures am I taking to learn about? Um, you know, Mexican culture. We live in a place where it's a huge Mexican population. Mm-hmm. How all, how much am I doing to learn about their culture? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we have, you know, a lot of um, Vietnamese uh, population here. What am I doing to learn about their, their culture so that I can be, I don't have to be an expert, but at the very least, if this is my mission, right. I've got, I don't got all nations, mm-hmm. but I got a lot of nations. What yeah. am I doing to make sure that I can be intentional about that? How much would mm-hmm. that impact somebody if you just knew something about their, their life? And that is something that I have really made an effort to do throughout my mm-hmm. life is to really learn a lot about a lot of different cultures. Mm-hmm. So I can say that about, you know, about when I look at myself. I have a thought while you were saying that. You know, like you, when you made, when you were saying that, it made me think of something like, I think a lot of times when people look at the Great Commission, they're thinking about missions, like literally like leaving our country, going to another country. Mm -hmm. But you made a good point. Like we, like even in the area that we live in, there are so many cultures here Mm -hmm. in our backyard. Like literally in our cul-de-sac, there's like probably about four or five cultures that are represented that alone. You know what I'm saying? And I know for me, it's not a natural thing, you know, because it's, um, you're stepping out of your comfort zone. Mm -hmm. So it's not like it's easy for anybody. And I don't want to come off like it is, you know, because it's, you know, we all got some demographic that we're more comfortable with. You know what I'm saying? Um, I would like to be better in it. I think that I'm a lot, lot better than what I used to be. But I I would definitely say I would like, there's always room for improvement. Right. Um, definitely. Um, and I, th- so this is another scripture I wanted to share. Um, and I won't read it all again, because I think one thing we could look at, like for our church, for example, mm-hmm. we do like the translations, Spanish translations. Yeah. Uh, of our service. And so maybe we could check the box off, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we got day of Pentecost speaking in language and we got Spanish translations. Mm-hmm. Is that enough? Um, and I look at um, in Corinthians, first Corinthians chapter nine, and I'm not going to read uh, a lot of this, but uh, basically Paul is just talking about his freedom and this is, they title it Paul's use of his freedom. And uh, in chapter, in verse 20, he says to the Jews, I became like a Jew to win the Jews to those under the law. I became like one under the law, though I am not under the law. So as to win those under the law to those having the law, I became like one not having the law, though I am free um, from God, though I am not free from God's law, but am under Christ's law. So as to win those not having the law to the weak, I became weak to win the weak. I have become all things to all people by all so that by all possible means, I might save some. I do this for the sake of the gospel that I may share in its blessings. And so I think this is an example of like our personal responsibility, right? Um, Paul's personal took a personal responsibility to become all things to all people. 
you know, within as as much as he could, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. with people that he came into contact with, he 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 it was important to him to to relate to them and not yeah. to and I feel like a lot of times and, and so this goes back to the idea of diversity, right? Yeah. Um I feel like a lot of times in our church in our churches or in our religion in general, mm-hmm. I feel like we don't do the best job of being all things to all men. Mm. I feel like we do a, a, a good job in a lot of cases going out and, and grabbing people. You know what I'm saying? Going yeah. out and in in preaching the word or mm-hmm. sharing your faith or, you know, donating here and doing those things. But then when it comes to like within the the confines of the the church, like into your comfort zone, mm-hmm. you expect people to conform not only to Christ's culture, but also to your culture. Mm-hmm. So you may have a church that is very diverse in in look, but the culture of the church is very homogenous. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yes. So in order for people to come in and be in fellowship with you, they've got to kind of conform to what culture has already been established. Mm -hmm. And I think that that is something that we really have to shake Mm -hmm. as, as a church. Um, Mm -hmm. And I can only speak for my church, but I think it's, it's in general Yeah, because on any given Sunday you can walk around and you're not going to see the diversity, either the diversity that, that is reflected in the world that reflected in the church so all black people, all white people, all Asian people, all something else. Yeah. And on top of that, if you do see the the um, some diversity culturally, you will not see that diversity reflected, mm-hmm. right? And you won't see a lot of people like mixing up mm-hmm. to try to get to know the other cultures. Yeah. We all go into our own little cultural. Um, Pockets. Pockets, right. Because mm-hmm. it's comfortable. You yeah. all think the same way about politics, mm-hmm. about whatever. And this is not just black and white, right? Mm-hmm. Or race or country. This is period. Mm-hmm. This is like we go into the places that make us feel comfortable, mm-hmm. like where our itching ears want to hear, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and to a point that in church, we stay away from like hot button topics. Yeah. Because we don't want to ruffle any feathers. Mm-hmm. But in order to really be all things to all men, you got to ruffle some feathers and you got to, you got to ruffle your own feathers, mm-hmm. right? So that you can understand where people are coming from and relate. Yeah. Um, I actually, I did a blog post about this and I did um, another YouTube video, which I'll link right up here um, about diversifying your group diversifying your spiritual wolf pack. And I think the easy thing is to think about like race or culture, but it's also age, Mm -hmm. gender. You know what I'm saying? I think, I think with, especially with gender, I think that there's a lot of, um, in our society because of the me too movement and a lot of things. I think sometimes people kind of are hesitant, but they're like, to me, I look at it like this. We have a gift in the in the kingdom, okay? Like we should never have to wonder about pretty much nothing. You know what I'm saying? Because we have so many different we're supposed to reflect so many cultures, so many races, um so many um ages and generations. Mm-hmm. Um so like this should not be a problem for us to diversify because let's say you, a 40-year-old black man, should have a relationship with the 60-year-old Asian man that can help you be able to talk and to understand and empathize if you were to have some questions. Right. And be able to go and talk to people. And so that's how I look at it. And that's what helps me to be able to push through. Now, is it easy? No, because I'm human, you know. But... You know, I think that having different people around help you to be able to empathize with people. And I feel like (laughs) I'm about to make up something. I think what you said is like we evangelate to assimilate. You like that? (laughs) You like that? 
No, <laughs> I got just made up something. But you get what I'm saying. It's like we go and bring people in for them to become like us and not like Christ. Yeah, and I think that 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 affects church culture, right? I think that um, when we don't, I think that's the biggest benefit we have to diversity is that to to be able to get out of our tribes, right? To get out of that idea of tribalism mm-hmm. and and die to that and become, you know, uh, you know, Christ's culture. You know what I'm saying? Really yeah. embrace the the culture of of the church should be like this blend. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like we all um I remember being in Knoxville um uh, in church and I've told you this before. I mean it was like there's hardly, it, there was not a lot of black people in Knoxville. Mm-hmm. Nope. So the church did, you know, then there definitely wasn't a lot of black people in the church. But uh, we had like a black history um, celebration. Right. And only and I didn't I don't remember like anybody like uh, clamoring for that. Mm-hmm. But it, there was a obvious like it was obvious we were the minority and if they were not very intentional we would be on the outside looking in just trying to fit in you know Mm -hmm. what i'm saying and and you're never going to feel like at home if you're trying to like conform and fit into culture outside of what the you already got to change everything to to line up with christ but if you can't even be yourself and i remember like this that that really impacted me because, and, and actually, I probably wasn't all for it. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, it really impacted me because I was like, wow, there's no reason for people to be doing this. But they're doing that out of an effort to to bring more people in. Yeah. And uh, that really did impact me. But it took being intentional. Mm. You have to intentionally get out of your, your tribes. And I think some of the, um, do you have anything else on that? No, I'm just really listening okay. to you. Um, this is something that I, I've really been thinking about here lately. Mm-hmm. So I think some of the barriers to that, like I said, is tribalism. I think about living in America, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's the the thing is to be really patriotic, right? Yeah, and to be like really nationalistic, and you have to. And I don't. I love being an American. I feel like I'm blessed to live here, but I didn't do anything special mm. to be an American. That's like, right. I just, I just happen to be born here. Just happen to be born. Right. And mm-hmm. but um, we can get caught up into this um, idea of like America first and everybody else second. That is totally opposite of what the Bible talks about. Mm. Right. Um, there is no such thing as favoritism. There's no such thing as we should not have favoritism. Mm-hmm. In that respect, um, there's a scripture in James two, um, and it talks about you know I'm just paraphrasing James two one through four, and it talks about like this thing that they were having in the church is like hey when when the guy comes in with the gold don't don't look at the guy with the gold ring and give him like a place of honor mm-hmm. right don't give him the yeah. place of honor and then push everybody else to the back you know there's no favoritism allowed in 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 this area everybody comes and they sit at the same we all meet at a level Mm -hmm. and why do i say that i think when you're bringing people in and there's already an existing culture right Mm -hmm. and you're trying to go out and diversify that your church Mm -hmm. um and you're bringing people in as a leader um you you're going to be called into it's going to be some difficult choices to make right because um you're going to have people come in and they're going to be like, hey, I want to hear this type of thing or I want to see this type of thing. And so the more people you start to get in, you're going to see uh, culture start to be permeated in different areas. Singing is a big one. You know what I'm saying? You have a church and you want to get young people in. And now young people start to come in and they join the choir. And yeah. so now songs, somebody gets up and they do a rap song on Sunday. And then all the people, the, some of those people who are the the power, like people who have like the, I hate to say power, but that's the truth. Like big, you know, they have been there longer. They hold certain positions. They're different things. And they make a complaint about that. Mm-hmm. Hey, I don't think that that's right. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, nowhere in the scriptures can, can you back that up? Yeah. You know, as long as we're, I'm not talking about rapping little Wayne, I'm talking about <laughs> rapping the gospel. Like a, like right. a Christian rap. Right. But, <laughs> 
now you are as as a, a a leader, you know, and I have been in leadership. I have to make a decision. Like, am I going to show favoritism to this loud voice here, or am I going to do it like I would anyone else who is trying to impose a, a non scriptural mandate upon the church, mm-hmm. right? Upon these people, um, am I going to to and it's dangerous when you don't, because again, you're showing favoritism Mm -hmm. and that's something that you really have to watch out for. Mm -hmm. If your desire is to make disciples of all nations, you got to get everybody in line. Mm -hmm. Like that's a teaching moment. Like, Hey bro, what, what is your problem with that? You sure that it's not, you're wanting it your way. Well, then you're not being all things to all men. You say you want a lot of young people in your church. You're going to have to allow them to express themselves. You don't want old young people just acting like old people. Mm -hmm. That's that's counterproductive. That's not what Paul did. Mm-hmm. How you? What do you think on that? Yeah, when you when you talk about that, it's kind of like you know every generation thinks that their generation is the best, but the generation before you said the same thing about your generation. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, times change, and you know, like you said, it's it has to be backed up. There is clear standard. I'm just using worship as as an example, but we can do it for a myriad of things. You know, you can put everything up against the Bible. You know, like if you want to have teenagers and and young people in here, well, but part of their culture is 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 certain types of music. It's um technology, and you know, like if that's what you're trying to attract you know, then you're going to have to decide, are we going to sink? Are we going to swim with that? You know what I'm saying? And it's, that's part of being all things to men. Now, if you're saying that you want to have more families, well, then you have to think about what, what does that mean to us? What do that mean that we have? What does that mean that we have to re redo or, you know, start, you know, you can't have, you can't want to bring in families and you don't have no childcare. You know what I'm saying? You don't have no things for marriage. You know, people not going to stay long if that's what you're trying to attract. Right. You know, thinking on those practical terms. Yeah. And I think as a church that that is definitely something we have to consider, but I think even more as individuals, mm-hmm. we have to make sure that we are checking our hearts. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I've heard this different things. And I don't think that we really see it as a big problem, but mm-hmm. I think it is a huge problem. I think mm-hmm. it runs counterproductive to what we say our mission is. Mm-hmm. Um, I can be honest with myself. Like I remember we had the world discipleship conference mm-hmm. and um, all these different, you know, Countries coming in and explain it a little bit more because so everybody doesn't know. It's this it. huge conference. Like we, uh, we we belong to like a group of churches, and there's churches in all international. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's all over the place, and um, and uh, and you, I think in a lot of different denominations and different groups do this type of thing to where they'll have like a a, a thing every few years or yeah. something like Ours that. Ours is every four years. Where we try to bring everybody in together, mm-hmm. all these cultures in together. So you can really see the impact. Yes. You know, and while we're doing this, all these people are coming in, right? And they're coming in. Parade of the nations. Yeah, parade of the nations. Mm-hmm. And they got these national flags. And um, then all of a sudden, like Trinidad and Tobago, I think that's who it kicked it off. They yeah. come in and they got these Carnival. drums playing, boom, 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 mm-hmm. doing all these drums and dancing <laughs> and and doing all these things, things that I would probably only see if I went to the club. And um, the African nations come in, Nigeria, some other country comes mm-hmm. in, and they're they doing the Asian same thing. Nations. They're going, but I'm speaking Every, in for me. It was yeah. the these these nations in particular struck yes. this thing for me, and I see these people. And like I said, I would only see a lot of these dances and things that they're doing in the club, right? Mm-hmm. And for a brief moment, I felt a little uncomfortable. I And just to be honest, mm-hmm. I felt a little uncomfortable because that part of my life, you know, those two things had never co- crossed. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like I had never looked at this type of thing as being worshipful. Mm-hmm. And so I had, I was faced with a decision, mm. like a very quick one, but a decision nonetheless. 
first off, let me look at my heart. Why am I feeling this way? But we'll deal with that later. Right now, am I going to embrace this and learn from them and embrace this new cultural experience? Because now I'm getting a hookup. Mm-hmm. Like who, when else am I going to get to do this except mm-hmm. in the kingdom of God mm-hmm. and, 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 and take this in? Or am I going to be judgmental and be like, I don't think that that should be happening. And, and, and I, I just, you know, it. I loved it. Well, but, but again, not everybody is, it, you, we, that we're all called to, to be all things to all yeah. men. And we had to, you know, the people who went out there to that church mm-hmm. to make that church there, they had to, um, there were not, the yeah, they had to embrace that culture mm-hmm. and they couldn't be judgmental. Hey, none of that dancing, mm-hmm. none of that stuff, that, that uh-uh, none of that, because, you know, that's the difference between being like the old school missionaries mm-hmm. where it was really kind of, there was really, it, it was a, um, Assimilate. assimilation yeah. and, and trying to convert people, like trying to colonize under the guise of spirituality. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that is not what the Christian mission is no. about. No. Um, it's about seeking and saving the lost. Yes. And uh, anyway, that was a challenge for me. Mm-hmm. And then I had to go after that quick decision. I had to come back and be like, what in me didn't see that as because if that mm-hmm. if I had a problem with that, I definitely would have a problem with David. Mm-hmm. I definitely would. Yeah. Oh, and OK, let's get rid of the World Discipleship Conference. Let's look on Sunday. What mm-hmm. if someone starts worshiping like that? Yeah. Am I going to grab them up? No, no, no. None of that in here. Am I going to go and complain afterwards? Hey, that mm. was very distracting. I couldn't take care of that. Good I couldn't point. deal with that. Like you're not being all things to all men. You Go oh, ahead. Oh, no. You go ahead and go. finish your point. Well, I think for me, the reason why I loved it was because I came from a background where it was all one thing. And, you know, here's the, okay, so you, you gave your point of view on that. So me, when I, when we went to that world discipleship conference and I saw that parade of nations, I was probably not even a disciple for six months. Okay. So this is my first time being around so many cultures and languages and we're singing the same songs, but people are singing those songs in their native languages. So I remember so vividly like, this is Acts 2. This is Acts 2. And I was a baby Christian when I saw that. And so when I saw that parade of nations and like for me, the experience, I had never seen anything like that because I came from a culture where like everybody was the same. You know what I'm saying? Everybody looked like me. Everybody was a probably the same socioeconomic area. Like, I mean, they we all lived close to each other. We were so much alike without being family. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And so to see that and to see like people, I remember like, I can't, what is, there was a country that came out dressed up like geishas and they were like doing all the different little movements and people were out, there was a mariachi band. I mean, and it wasn't just Trinidad and Tobago because there's lots of cultures that express themselves with like, because I want to say like the Polynesian, uh, there were some people from like Australia and those islands over there. They came out with a lot of drums and a lot of tribal dancing and it was just kind of like they that was why they had the parade of nations so we every country that was represented was able to express their culture and they wanted you to come out in your cultural thing not stereotypical because this is your culture you know what i'm saying and so i loved it because yeah. i had never seen anything like so that it before impacted you. yes yeah. so you know and how much more like i said Going back to that Knoxville experience, mm-hmm. like, and last night, like, the, the preacher who did his eulogy had a dashiki on that Kenneth had given him. Aww. I don't know. I don't think it's called a dashiki. I don't know what it's called. But he had Aww. a thing on that Kenneth had, had given him. And it almost chokes me up a bit, man, because it was, it was so striking just to see, like, you know, I could tell this guy loved him. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? I could tell, like, I was like, I see why. You know, he felt at home here because this guy, this guy loved him. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, it's people, the people from the church who got up there and spoke, none of them looked like they would have anything in common with this guy. Mm-hmm. But, like, they were, like, passionately, like, you know, he's like, this is my best friend. This is the preacher. He's like, this, like, I consider him a best friend. Aww. And, um, you know, 
back to the Knoxville thing, we had for that that uh, Black History Month thing, you know, everybody wore like dashikis and whatever. And now somebody may get in there and feel like be offended or something. Mm -hmm. But I felt like I was really touched, man, because I'm like all these people up here making this great effort um, to uh, to to do this and it, yeah. and it's and nobody would have complained if it wouldn't have happened yeah who I mean, and and it wasn't like they got up there and had like a it it just was obvious that they were recognizing this mm-hmm. and i think that um you know i've i've said so i've seen pushback on that type of thing like and it, oh no not we don't bring that into the church that's not biblical you're mm-hmm. not making disciples you're not you're in i'll speak for me that is not, to, in my opinion, if Paul were in the same situation, I would see Paul, I don't know if he had rhythm, but he'd be in the middle trying to make himself like them, to win as many as possible, mm-hmm. to win as many as possible. It, it is one thing when it comes to like issues that go on in the world. Mm-hmm. And this is another thing, and then we can kind of roll on, but mm-hmm. like I'll... I'll you know, this is another piece. When you're having diversity, you're going to be dealing with people who deal with a myriad of issues that are not necessarily your um, bag, right? You know, for us, it was, you know, we're dealing with cultural issues like Black Lives Matter and all these different things. And now, you know, some of my white brothers and sisters may not understand this. Yeah. They won't understand it. Why would yeah. they? Yeah. But on the flip side, um, I look at like um issues with, you know, when you see like the people marching that um I don't even I don't want to like put a but like the people marching to, to with like the um so somebody who supports something opposite of me. Mm-hmm. Um or someone who is more I, we're gonna keep it real here. So somebody is like um, supports like more conservative, let's say, mm-hmm. and not just conservative, but like rule, like the people who are marching with the torches and all that kind of yeah. stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So it's easy for me to like as a black man, it is hard for me to find some common ground there. Mm. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what does that call for me to do? Um, it's to empathize. Mm. Like I have to, I have to figure out what would make them feel this way. What would make them feel like, you know, certain things are a threat. Why do they take that? I have one, one or two ways to take it. When I say black lives matter and you reply, all lives matter as a disciple and someone who is wanting to make disciples of all nations, I can either take this as, well, they're just racist and they don't understand. They, you know, they or I could try to, to dig in and figure out, and we've talked about this before and like try to empathize with where their position is. You know what I'm saying? Why do they feel this way? Mm-hmm. What is going on in their lives? I'm very blessed to have spent a lot of time in rural America to see what life is like there. And it's not so different. You know what I'm saying? I know what, what people coming down from the mountains for the first time to go to middle school. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I've seen these types of things. I've seen poverty outside of what I experienced. I've seen hardships outside of what I experienced. And, um, you know, I think it takes us, but everybody doesn't have that opportunity to, to get that. Um, but I think a problem that we have is empathy. Mm-hmm. And um, I can say that without any hesitation because that was something that God had to, to saw necessary to overcome. You know what I'm saying? While, you know, to, to bring all of us in to, to Judy, that means to a relationship with him, mm-hmm. he could have just been like, Go get circumcised, go get this, go get that, don't eat this, don't eat that. But he made it very, he, he was very intentional in not only doing away with the law in that measure, mm-hmm. but also making an effort to to relate to our struggles, to understand what it is that we go through. And if you look in Hebrews four fifteen, it says, um, and it talks about 
like one of those things. It says, for we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way as we are. Um, yet the, um, as we are, yet he did not sin. Let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive the mercy and find grace to help us in this, in our time of need. So basically saying like, in order to allow us to come to him confidently, he gave his son to go through and experience all the things that we have to go through. Mm-hmm. He came through it perfectly, but he still had to go through and suffer the things that a regular man has to suffer and go through. Mm-hmm. And God thought it was that important that we could come to him confidently that he sacrificed that. He could have just sent Jesus down to die because the same thing would have happened, right? Uh, a perfect sacrifice yeah. made forever. Yeah. That would have been the same thing. But he let him live on this earth um for what 33 years yes. and endure all the hardships, cold weather, sickness, sleepiness, struggling with wanting to be lazy. He said he he felt every temptation that yeah. we did and he felt it was that important all for the sake of empathy. So that that Jesus is standing there imp- because he can empathize with us, he is interceding for us. Yeah. And I think personally, as disciples, if we want to do what Jesus did and we want to follow and step in his footsteps and be just make disciples of all nations, then we have to make every effort to empathize. And if someone calls you out on not having empathy. So let's say for this situations that are going on in the news right now. Right. Let's say you're a Democrat and you have these when it comes to your Christianity you better make every effort to understand where someone else is coming from because you're called to make disciples of all nations, not just Democrat nations, not just black people, nations, not Mm -hmm. just white people, nations, all nations, people who think like you, who don't think like you. And when we come into the church, unlike the workplace where we have tolerance, you know, we take this, uh, diversity training and Mm. all it is about is tolerating other cultures yeah that's not what jesus told us to do we are not called to tolerate one another Mm -hmm. we are called to become all things to all men if you are in fact here to make disciples of all nations and my and this is how i take this scripture when i look at that scripture and that call the great commission and then i look at the first example of it giving them the language and then I look at the other examples, like making, becoming all things to all men, mm-hmm. you know, and this thing is not easy. Mm-hmm. Do you have any? Yeah, it's almost like assimilation, but the other way. You're becoming more like them. Right. You know, like that's, it's like, you're not trying to have them to assimilate to you, but you're assimilating more to them to be able to be more relatable. Right. And then once we get these people into, into your, uh, fellowship Mm -hmm. that has to continue yep there can't be any favoritism yeah there can't be any separation Mm -hmm. um it says in uh what is it in where is that at there is no uh is it romans Romans 2 11 oh yeah romans 2 11 that says for god has no favoritism (laughs) god has no favoritism (laughs) that's exactly what it says And uh, I'm just going to give a couple more scriptures here. We could kind of start to wrap this up. Oh, yeah. go ahead. Um, and we may break this up a little bit, but I think it is important to get into this a bit. Um, just uh, 414, Romans 414. I know. I'll, I'll link it. I forget the scripture, but it, it basically says, you know, there is no... There's no separation in the kingdom. There's no mm-hmm. Greek, no, uh, there's no, what is it? For there's no, uh, what is that? Do you know which one I'm talking about? No. <laughs> there's no Greek, no, it's basically there's no difference in the kingdom. For among there's there's no Greek, no. That uh, sounds like Romans 10, 210. That sounds like, that sounds like it. No, why are you looking at me crazy then? Oh, maybe not. Never mind. Either way, we'll post it up. Uh, I definitely wrote it down, but I, now I can't remember it. Um, but, yeah, so 
there's no separation. You know, there's no separation in it. I think it it may be an axe, but I can't remember. Mm-hmm. But all of these things, the, the the cool thing to remember is like the Bible had these things as well. Like it, it, it wouldn't talk about all of these things, all nations and all the different things that you have to do to make it happen if it wasn't. It's not going to be hard. You know what I mean? We've got to, but it takes being very intentional. What do you? No, I think you, I think you don't fleshed it out good enough. Okay. Um, so yeah. And yeah, we'll, we'll do some other things about this and talk about it more, but I do think that this is something that is for me, is something I'm really going to start to dig into and figure out where I need to improve at. You know what I mean? Because I think yeah. I'm good in some areas, but yeah. there are other areas that I really need to work on and improve in terms of being out of myself and making sure that my like I'm just not surrounding myself to be comfortable. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. That I'm not only going out to reach out to all nations, but I'm also trying to make this a place that's welcoming to that. Yeah. Well. Yep. So uh, last scripture I was going to read was Luke one thirty seven, and it just says, you know, with God, all things are possible mm-hmm. in short. You know what I'm saying? Like this is a very difficult, like disciples of all nations, bringing in, creating diversity that is not just diversity in, in look, mm-hmm. but also culturally diverse and embracing those cultures, not just tolerating all of those things. These are things that, that can only happen within the, in my opinion, you know, within in the con, it's it's got to be a miracle from God to make it happen. But everybody's got to be intentional, and you got to see your need for it, and you got to see your need to change. When you start to have those feelings or thoughts that are contrary to that, then you got to be willing to change and repent. Yeah. So yeah. Well, guys, that's all we got for you, and. Yeah, we'll probably, like Melvin said, we'll probably flesh this out a lot because, I mean, I feel like it can be reviewed on, looked at and examined on many different levels. You know, I think one of the things, I think the obvious thing is definitely race and culture, but I mean, like I think about gender, I'm a woman. So like, there's a lot of things happening in this world that uh, I don't hear nobody talking about. You know, ain't nobody checking on the woman, you know what I'm saying? But anywho, I feel like we're going to revisit this. And you know what, guys? Actually, we would love to hear what you guys think as well. Put it in the comments. Let's keep this conversation going. And also, if you have not, if you are listening to us on our podcast, go ahead and make sure that you're subscribed. It is free. And if you are watching us on YouTube... Also subscribe as well, okay? Just subscribe all around. Just, you get a subscribe. You get a subscribe. You all get a subscription. So anyways, guys, you have been listening to Kim, your hostess with the Moses, and Melvin, the wingman. I really kind of was the wingman tonight, and you're the host with the most. (laughs) You're the host with the most. (laughs) We go 50 minutes when I'm the host with the most, so you guys got to watch. It's okay. It's okay. But you've been listening to the Soul Sense Podcast, and we will catch you later. Peace.